Did you know that NASA is on its way to an all-metal asteroid? That's right, Friday, October 13th, SpaceX launched the Falcon Heavy rocket with the Psyche mission on board, which is going to be traveling 2.2 billion miles between Mars and Jupiter to find the asteroid 16 Psyche that, for all we know, is filled with metal and has an exposed iron-nickel-rich core for us to go investigate. We're going to talk about the asteroid, we're going to talk about the mission, some of the science on board, and what to expect after this six or so year journey completes. This is Today in Space. Thanks for joining us. We've got a fun one for you today, folks. I am your space science podcast host from the East Coast, Alex Giorfanos. we got so much to talk about, but we just want to say thank you for joining us. The easiest way you can help support us is to subscribe here on YouTube. If you're watching, like, subscribe, share with your friends. Same thing goes if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, whether that's Spotify, follow us there, give us a five-star rating, uh, give us a comment. That's the best way to help support us and to stay up to date on what's going on in space. We're going to dive into a little bit of asteroid science and this really unique mission from JPL and NASA on its way to an M-type asteroid. Well, let's talk about launch. SpaceX was really in the spotlight on Friday the 13th and... They did spectacularly. It was the 276th mission overall for SpaceX and the 72nd mission of 2023. Again, their goal this year was 100, and it is October 16th as we're recording this. So they've got some work to do, but they are rolling. And for Falcon Heavy, this was the eighth mission of Falcon Heavy, and that's really unique because... This is the fourth mission of 2023, which means 50% of all Falcon Heavy missions have happened in the year 2023, and it really is a unique rocket. 22,819 kilonewtons of thrust, with two side boosters that are being regularly recovered, the center booster being used fully of fuel, having no fuel for the return trip, but a little extra power behind that spacecraft going into its unique heliocentric orbit. So it's 2,600 kilograms of mass going up into space out of Kennedy Space Center Launch Complex 39A, the historic 39A, where we sent missions to the moon. And LZ-1 landing zones 1 and 2 were used to recover boosters B-1064 and B-1065. And for each of these boosters, it was their fourth mission, and they were recovered again, which means they're going to go back to the SpaceX shop, get a little bit of work, maybe clog out those engines a little bit and those fuel lines, check everything is good, and then it's going to go back out for another launch once it gets its reusability turnaround. Now, this 1016 AM Eastern Daylight Time mission was really unique because it really showed us the unique effect that SpaceX is having on the entire industry. Again, this was a NASA mission. And to see on the broadcast, the NASA broadcasters getting just as excited about the Falcon Heavy rocket launching and landing, those sonic booms, this landing having a, a very, in comparison, 
long distance between those two boosters as they came down. There was about, I think it was like nine seconds I saw somewhere online um, of the two rockets uh, coming back down, which is the longest, but they're just, it's a, it's a skyscraper that's landing, uh, and both of them are landing on these landing pads after sending something into orbit. I mean, it really is wild after eight or nine minutes, right? There's so much power and control that's going on in these things. But it's enabling NASA, it's enabling the space industry to happen. And the one unique thing that SpaceX is doing, among other things, I think the unique effect they're having on the space race today is that there are more missions like Psyche and others that are happening more often and at better prices than we've ever seen before for going into space. And that is keeping the industry alive, especially for these big missions. You know, we're going to wait here about six years for these Hall Effect thrusters to bring the Psyche mission to the asteroid. And once it gets there, it's going to be doing a lot of things, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But for that long of a mission, right, six years for that, we had OSIRIS-REx was three years from touchdown and sample return or, or capture to the return of the sample. That's, six, that's three years for a near-Earth asteroid mission. These things take a while, and so the longer they take to go from the drawing board to a built spacecraft to integrated into the rocket and launched is super critical. And that last piece, that integrating to the rocket and launching, is the piece that has been a struggle for the last decade, but people like SpaceX and Rocket Lab and, of course, the United Launch Alliance and others are allowing that to happen. So, let's talk about the Psyche mission. What is the actual mission of this spacecraft? It's a journey to a unique metal-rich asteroid orbiting the Sun between Mars and Jupiter. 2.2 billion miles away, 16 Psyche is an M-type asteroid. And the M stands for, as you could probably guess, metal, because M-type asteroids are a spectral class of asteroids which appear to contain higher concentrations of metal phases than other asteroid classes and are widely thought to be the source of iron meteorites. And so it begs the question, what is this asteroid 16 Psyche? And it's a really good question because in a lot of ways, we don't know. And I think that's the most scientific thing about this mission and part of the reason why this mission is happening in the first place. Now, we know somewhat about it from spectral readings that the light being reflected off of this indicates that it is filled with iron. The question is, how? Is it just a dusty asteroid like OSIRIS-REx? Or is it something more interesting like a planetesimal, this exposed nickel-iron early planet that never quite formed or perhaps some protoplanet that developed the core, but never the rest of itself. So there's a lot to be learned here about what Psyche is. And even the folks involved in the mission during the broadcast were talking about how excited they are to actually get there and see what this thing is. So what is the Psyche mission looking for once it gets there? So there are three instruments on board that are going to be giving us some great science, but really there are four things that Psyche is looking for in this asteroid. There is a spacecraft magnetometer, which is going to be looking for evidence of the ancient magnetic field 
at the asteroid Psyche. Now, with the OSIRIS-REx mission, the magnetic field could not be determined until after it was brought back. The arm itself actually induced a gravitational field, so we can't really tell that. That was one of the trade-offs they had to make, the investigator Dante Loretta was talking about. But with Psyche, we're going to be able to actually, at the asteroid, see what its magnetic field is, and if this truly is the core of some planet that never fully developed in our early solar system, it's another time capsule to look back and see what the solar system was like at that time, and the magnetic field would be trapped in that asteroid waiting for us to go find it, especially with it being a nickel-iron core. The spacecraft orbiter is also going to have a gamma ray and neutron spectrometer that's going to help scientists determine the chemical elements that make up the asteroid and help them better understand how it formed. Because again, we don't really know what it is, just what it's made of. And even that's not 100%. So getting closer is super critical to learning more about it. And at 2.2 billion miles away, there's only so much you can learn with a telescope. The spacecraft also has a multispectral imager, which is going to be able to provide information about the mineral composition of Psyche, as well as its topography. And while the spacecraft is going to be there, it's also going to understand the gravitational influence of Psyche. There's going to be more mass, which means more gravitational influence around it, so there's plenty to learn while we're there. And because it's a 2.2 billion mile mission, there's a few things that need to be considered for the spacecraft. One is power. This is a completely solar-powered mission, which means extremely large solar panels for how far away from the sun it's going to be. And that's Another reason why the Falcon Heavy was used for this launch to send such a heavy spacecraft to where it needed to go. There are also two really interesting technology demonstrations that are going to be on board Psyche as it makes its trip out there. First of all, how is it getting around? Well, the thrusters on board Psyche are Hall Effect thrusters, and they're the first that are ever used in deep space. And if you're not familiar with Hall Effect thrusters, let's talk about the different ways that you get around in space. So getting off of Earth and changing your acceleration very quickly from basically standing still on a planet or in orbit around a planet to another body, you're going to need a lot of energy and thrust to go from one place to the other. You have to change your momentum, which means solid fuel, chemical fuel for the most part, which means you need to bring that with you, all of that gas and the reactant, and some way to light that and get it going. It's great for getting you started, but it's really cumbersome for going fast once you've already gotten going in deep space. So once you get to deep space, ideally, you want to switch to a different type of propulsion system. This is where the Hall Effect thrusters come in. And it's a lot more efficient and allows you to continue accelerating even faster with minimal mass going out the back. You know, in space, what you toss out is what you're able to move forward with. So this exchange of mass is what helps you move. So this solar electric propulsion is being powered by the solar panels, and this xenon is being charged and shot out the back through the engine, through the thruster. And even that tiny amount of mass moving and accelerating that quickly helps get you moving and accelerating at deep space speeds. So this blue thruster is going to be the first demonstration of this, 
and hopefully we're going to be able to get some cool views of this as the spacecraft is on its 2.2 billion mile six-year mission. There is also a very important technology being tested on there that's going to help us in living in space, whether it's on Mars, on deep space human missions across the solar system and beyond, but even just in the next two or three decades, deep space communication is going to become important. We already saw the deep space network almost completely break from just a few more CubeSats going around the moon and using the deep space network, and that almost broke the system. Like, that's that's how fractured our deep space infrastructure is, but... That's why we need new technologies to test communications. So the typical way that we're communicating in space is through radio waves. And we've seen some laser demonstrations in the past, but basically using light to send information instead of radio waves. Well, on board Psyche is the DSOC, or the Deep Space Optical Communications Test. And this is going to be using near-infrared light to beam information back and forth from the spacecraft to Earth, which is going to help send more information per beam of light than per radio wave. So that's going to boost the amount of information that could be sent at one time, which means more data, more information, and more communication. So we're very excited about that because on missions like Artemis, which is going to be using lasers in order to communicate back to Earth, there's a lot of things that can be improved that these new missions are going to be able to jump on. And while we all would like a future where we, we're going to be able to travel through space as human beings and live in space, these are the kinds of infra infrastructure, it's not sexy, but these are the kind of things that we've got to do ahead of time. Otherwise, we're making our lives so much harder than it has to be. So the psych mission has a lot to offer, and we do have a little bit of downtime here. Uh, before the mission gets there in the 2030s, which is really weird to say. But we're looking forward to this mission and this all-metal asteroid and the views we're going to see once it gets out to this asteroid between Mars and Jupiter. But whether it's an early protoplanet core or some newly discovered primordial object of our solar system, we're totally down for it and we're looking forward to seeing what it finds. So make sure to follow along for more. Again, we're going to have some time before this uh, comes to fruition, but lots of cool stuff to be seen here. Thanks for joining us for Today in Space. We really do appreciate it. Make sure to check us out on social media at Today in Space on TikTok, Today in Space Pod on Instagram, Twitter, or X, and Today in Space Podcast on Facebook. And of course, if you guys have any ideas for the show or any questions or anything you want to learn more about, hit us up at todayinspacepodcast at gmail.com. And if you're looking for a cool space nerd gift for yourself or for someone you love, for the space nerd person in your life for the holidays, make sure to check out eg3dprinting.etsy.com. We have our Starship pen for the Starship space nerd in your life. We have a lot of cool 3D printed stuff there. Great gifts for the holidays, something unique, one-of-a-kind 3D printed right in our lab here in the U.S., in Massachusetts, and we'd love to get one of these 3D printed objects to you. But as always, don't forget to subscribe, hit the like button, and share with your friends. This is Alex Orfanos coming at you with Today in Space. Thanks for joining us. Spread love and spread science. We'll see you on the next episode of Today in Space. See you next time. <laughs>